0: The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to know what your competitors are up to? Serving as an essential ad and marketing intelligence platform, Social Peta covers advertising data from over 80 global ad networks across 70 countries and regions. And they have more than 300 enterprise clients. You might have heard of a few, including Google, Tencent Games, NetEase Games, and so much more. Learn more by visiting socialpeta.com. That's socialpeta.com. Prevent your users from believing that horrible one-star rating. HelpShift offers the easiest way to collect user feedback, bug reporting, and more without users ever having to leave your app. Plus, you can even get a customizable help center and unlimited FAQs. And the best part, it's all free. Get started today by going to helpshift.com appmasters. That once again is helpshift.com slash appmasters masters what is up app nation it is steve p young founder of appmasters.com the place you go when you want action pack content related to growing your app downloads and more importantly in the topic of this conversation it's all about your revenues and some of the best practices to increase your revenues now we've talked about a lot of case studies if you have if you're new here go check out this case study forex revenues with just 15 downloads a day, just literally YouTube that, and you'll find that YouTube live we did with a developer who just watched our content and started to really optimize his paywall and increase his revenues from 250 a month to a thousand dollars a month. Didn't grow downloads. We have another case study: 17x downloads with just 15, 17x revenues from a dollar a day to 17 dollars a day. Now, ultimately, he's gone on to even more a day with just 50 downloads. Again not growing downloads, but optimizing your product and optimizing the also most important paywall. And so when I wanted to talk about paywall and in particular about subscription-based apps, I reached out to this guy because we're actually using this particular platform for one of our apps. His name is Vitali Davidov. He is the CEO and founder of Adapti.io. And I'll put up this, but adaptive.io, go check them out. They're going to really help you boost your in-app subscriptions, optimize your paywalls. I think Vitaly come up with design your paywalls. And one of the things I like that we use in our apps, we were able to like change our paywall like that. No new build, no, nothing. I was like, just change some of the messaging here. We're able to do that. And so adaptive.io is the platform that we personally use, but go check them out once again. Vitaly, yeah, welcome to the show, man. Yeah.
1: Hey, Steve. Nice to meet you. And thank you for inviting me for this podcast, for this live stream. So happy to be here and happy to share my ideas and knowledge about optimizing payrolls.
0: Yeah. We got similar friends. Abby, I know Mike from there that he now is running his own company. And then SocialKit, we we work with these guys too. So I see yeah, familiar. You know,
1: Abby is a pretty big company. They have like twelve hundred employees and you know watch our client was recently acquired by pinterest so these are pretty big names i would say yeah
0: cool man hey so i want to say hi a few people before we get started adrian what's happening this is now this will be interesting super useful we got marat is here samuel how's it going miguel oh my god man, you track some people awesome what's happening brother is steve hiding I, I am trying to hide noah what's up dude and then matthew Austin again. Hey, Rich is here. All right, Rich. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right, let's get it started. So let's, let's start with something generic, broad, overreaching for those who might be to pay well optimization. What are some of the bra- best practices that you've seen work on your end?
1: So if we talk about payable optimization, I guess what's the most important is to find the one that works for you. This is the most important thing. And. Uh, unfortunately, there is no like a single silver bullet that works for each application. And the most crucial thing is how fast and effectively you can uh, iterate over your business ideas for your payables. And that's actually why we developed this product is, you know, help you run and iterate over your payable ideas as fast as you can. Because for some apps and for some categories and verticals, free, pay, free uh, trial works very well. And for some apps, for some verticals, Lifetime works very well. So, you know, you just need to test it. But there are some common things that you should keep in mind is that you probably should start with a hard paywall rather than a soft paywall. Uh, do you know what's the difference here? No, uh, tell me. Yeah, so like there are two, two different paywall styles in your app. So the first one is where you allow user to use your freemium version of your app. It's called a soft paywall. So usually it has this x button where you can close a paywall rather than in a hard paywall version you don't have an option to uh, go into the app without activating a free trial or subscribing although it's dramatically reduced the conversion rate for sure but in some apps it can work and that's definitely the thing we suggested to get started
0: really also i want to hit on that and sorry i want to hit on that a little bit more yeah you, you say Start with a hard paywall. Yeah. So you're a brand new app. You start with a hard paywall, meaning I can't access the app until you give me money or you sign up for a trial, but you got to give me something that you show that you're committed. You say that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, so my my idea is that, you know, try to tune and optimize your products for ones who are ready to pay for this. It's like mm. you should start really small and find your super narrow audience. You know, if some, I like could say even hundred or fifty people are ready to pay you from day zero. You probably have enough feedback to optimize your product, and then you start really slow and really dense audience, and then you just grow and make it broader. So I would do like the hardest paywall that's possible.
0: Oh, I love it. Okay, what was next before I start it's, con- it?
1: it's counter, okay. you know, it's counterintuitive a little bit because you know you want to. You're a brand new app. You want to give some user free access, you know, to get some analytics but the reality is that probably you should identify clients and people who are ready to pay to you and you know maybe talk to them in like via zoom or something like that so you'll get just much more feedback than you know taking analytics into amplitude the, all these things
0: yeah that's interesting cuz okay one of the apps that we are using Adaptee for it is a hard paywall and we're seeing through our analytics a 20% conversion rate so, pretty decent. And then eight percent. So that was just trial activation, and then eight percent to actual subscription. So about thirty-five. That's a good metric. Yeah, right. Like I've been super impressed. And dude, I was afraid of doing the part hard paywall, and it was just you know we we have partners in this, and I was like I'm not sure about this, and they were like oh well we did it already. And I'm like okay let's just see how it goes. It's amazing. So I'm I'm interested that you said that first, man. I love it. And a lot of things that we see. Are counterintuitive to what you really think, like having a paywall during the onboarding process, and so things like that. All right, continue, please. I'm I'm excited. You got me pumped up, ready. I don't need this drink. Yeah, I'm
1: pumped. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. You know what's also kind of important is how you so like uh, you should have multiple places inside your app where you sell, and usually the must-have place isn't on onboarding. So you must place a payable somewhere in onboarding, because this is like the most convertible place in the whole application. And usually what we see is that 80% of all purchases and subscriptions are made during these first few screens. And if you don't have, yeah, it's crazy. And if you don't have a payable on your onboarding, this is number one must have thing. Even, you know, don't think about soft hard payable just the first Thing you have to do is place the payable in onboarding. Um, that's quite important, man. And then a few screens before your onboardings, before your payables are also quite important. So some of our customers, they run A-B testing, not only for payable screens, like text, images, you know, number of products, pricing, etc., but they also run tests for onboardings, like which screens you present, how they organized, which questions you ask uh, during these onboarding steps. This is also quite important. So, you definitely should also do this. And a lot of mobile developers they hardly underprice their app. So, if if you you know if you don't make enough money in your application, just try to increase price like twenty percent up or something like that, and measure conversion rate.
0: I love it is there anything else i just came on just to give it a different look and feel (laughs) because i was like i really agree with this underpricing thing but (laughs) was there anything else because i want to go into some of the details of what you just mentioned too
1: uh you know there's interesting thing about whether you should have a native paywall or it can be a web-based paywall you know with a web-based technologies like in browser Mm -hmm. paywall it's like a different topic and we can talk about it a little bit later if, if you know the difference. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you can build a paywall via native components or via web components. So it's also an interesting topic, but we can postpone it a little bit later.
0: Yeah, okay. let's do that for part two. Let's give it a little tease. All right, onboarding the AB is that something that we can do within Adaptee?
1: The AB yes, testing. This to be onboarding. Yeah, this is why Adaptee exists, actually. So. <laughs> Uh, What our product can help you with is you integrate the SDK, which helps you to quickly deploy an app purchases, like an app monetization into your product. And then within admin panel or dashboard, you can configure your A-B testing experiments. And the coolest thing is that you don't need a new app releases for it. This is super nice. So what our clients do is they integrate our SDK, and then marketers can do their job directly without developers. So like they experiment with pricing, they experiment with onboardings, creatives, and texts, and that's why adapt exists simply. Nice.
0: Okay. Really? I thought you guys were just more like optimizing paywalls, but it was like, Hey, the entire experience. So onboarding, super the paywall anyways. So just like everything for related to your subscriptions too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Hey, I want to say a couple of things too, from the comments. Make sure I'm. They know. Matthew says, "Thank you for your video on in-app reviews. I received six five-star reviews and one four-star since I put that in. Congratulations, Matthew." So all I said, Vitaly, was, "Show the default review prompt, right?" And so some yeah. clients are like, "I want reviews," versus like just ratings. What is your philosophy on this? One client of ours, I was like, "Show the review prompt. Show the review prompt." He's like, "No, I want to take them to the app store that, so that they actually write written reviews." I personally don't care because I haven't seen written reviews make a huge difference it did in 2015 when you, if you had keywords with written reviews, it actually helped your keyword yeah. rankings, but these, days, I feel like it's not as important. What are your thoughts on reviews and ratings?
1: Well, yeah, I totally agree. If you know, if you want to have more ratings, just, you know, add review prompt at the beginning of your application, you will get a lot of them. So it's like, the only thing is that you probably should have like five-star reviews for like four-star yeah. reviews and you should be ready for, you know, more like a negative reviews if you do this. So yeah, like.
0: Yeah, totally helpful, Vitaly. Sorry I couldn't meet up with you, Vitaly. Sorry, and congratulations on your Apple Design finalists. You got an Apple Design finalist, man. It was really cool. Ricardo is here. What's happened, to Ricardo? And then Rich, good friend of mine in the UK. He was saying asking questions during the onboarding has really helped with his conversions. Yeah. And then he said finding out what they like. He has a crossword app. Finding out what they like about crosswords, the topics they enjoy playing, and how much they have. So. Rich, I'm curious to know what you're doing with that data, or is it just having, and Vitaly, maybe you know this, but is it just having that user engage with your app, you know, rather than swiping, 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 just having them engage, say, what are you here for? Is that what's interesting when you're asking questions?
1: Yeah, that's definitely interesting. And, you know, it's just a correlation between, uh, these questions and a positive purchase. So it's like if you have an option adding some questionnaire during your onboarding, this will definitely help you. Again, some apps uh, have like 20 questions, you know, before you see a paywall, And they do this for purpose. So it's not just, you know, for fun. And the cool thing that you can use answers uh, from these questions and personalize your paywall on the fly. That's also really cool.
0: Yeah, we have a case study with Super super mama i think it was called super Mama or super babe but anyway i think it's super mama anyways they said they personalized it asked some questions and even the app that i'm referring to where we use adaptive we do ask for questions like what are you here for are you here for this or this or that i don't want to get into details of the app because i have a partner but anyways we do do that too and you know 20 percent. so i think just having some input might be great and the super Mama, what they do is like i said i'm here for like to figure out scheduling it's like a baby trucker you know for feeding and so i was like "Eh." they use that input in on their the, the headline of their their paywall so i really like that too
1: you know the interesting thing i think here is that uh, our product is designed to help you with optimizing the first step in your funnel like activation of free trials or subscriptions but we don't we don't guarantee a long-term subscription retention right so in any case, even if you optimize your first steps, you have to think about the long-term value of your product, the long-term value of your retention, etc. cetera. Uh, that's where your product quality takes the role.
0: Yeah, you know, I think what is interesting when I'm talking to app developers, to your point about underpricing your app. Now, when I, when I, I talked to a couple of different ones yesterday, millions of downloads, like millions of organic downloads a a month and i'm like what and then it's like the lifetime value of a user is what really makes a huge difference so you take into account churn and all that stuff and if you want to do simple calculations you can just do what people are mostly buying average order size right what's that split it's 80 yearly monthly you can figure out what's your average order size and that's the way i like to do it just because i like to keep it simple math that's all i can calculate but i think that's what people have to think about is like if you want to double your business You know, you got to think about how much each customer is paying and then increasing that price. And I feel like LTV is the the key number or even average orders that people aren't focusing in on.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, this is why we published LTV benchmarks in our subscription report, you know, to get some sense and understanding what's happening in the market. Yeah. And that's actually the difference between running KB testing for, let's say, a color of a button or some feature and a subscription. Because when you run an A-B testing for a subscription, you really care about LTV, right? The long-term retention. The things like refunds, uh, turning on and off, after renewal, cancellations, all of these things. And it takes time. So it's like, that's why you need some, you know, more powerful framework other than Firebase, for example. And that's why it's extremely hard to run correct A-B testing for subscriptions via Firebase.
0: Hey, One of the things, and I'll, I'm going to try to find that report and kind of highlight things. I know you guys have an analytics platform. Now, Vitaly, I here's how I feel about analytics. I don't know what numbers to be looking at. So talk to me about the platform a little bit and talk to me about the, the key KPIs that you're like, okay, I said key in KPIs, but the KPIs that you should be focused on, like which numbers did you really, really, really pay attention to? Don't give us all, but give us one or one or three that you're like weak, like on a weekly basis, you should know these numbers.
1: I think what you should really care about um is the your acquisition quality like number of new subscriptions and number of new trials that's for sure I think you should on a weekly basis you should track a retention rate and that'll be enough maybe a refund rate as well but refund rate should stay in some you know in some valve or something like that so in some values acceptable values but in January, we should track a price for a new trials, a price for a new subscription, and mm-hmm. week or week subscription retention if you run uh, weekly subscriptions, and that would be fine. Yeah, okay. Like, we, we do we do have, in, yeah, we do have MRR charts and revenue charts, and they're quite important as well, but they're like a default chart. And mm-hmm. if you're really into growing your business, you should definitely focus on acquisition and, uh, you know, understanding your new subscribers day by day so this is quite important
0: yeah i i completely agree with you and i feel like people are not focusing on the one thing number i get is the the trial activations and it's a daily report and so i love seeing that email especially when it's still at 20 since we made the hard paywall change but yeah it, it shows you the value of this yeah that's the one number i look at it's just that And then the the other stuff seems to... Hey, do you actually, on top of this, do you guys know like from trial to sub,
1: do you guys give that number anywhere in the analytics? Yeah, so you mean conversion from trial to activation to like a paid subscriber, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So I I try to break it down. You know, Apple
1: has it in their platform, but
0: it goes trial activation, that's the 20%. And then 30 of those trial activations, 35 eventually paid become paying subscribers so do you i know that number because i'm going to app store connect but is it Adapte show those numbers too easily for yeah us to see? yeah
1: we do we do show this number you can check it in a payable or a b testing feature that we have and mm. soon within two weeks we're going to release a new feature it's called uh conversions and in conversions feature you will have a super in-depth understanding of your uh historical date of conversions for each uh step in your sales funnel so let's say we do track each uh, conversion since your app launched, and we can show you yep. day by day so you can track whether you're like growing or not in terms of your conversion, let's say from free trial to a paid subscriber and this will be launched very soon.
0: Nico says, I usually look into subscription retention and cohort cohort in adapting so I'm thinking he's talking about this. so this is probably the week over week if you have yeah I know some. Some categories of apps do well with week weekly subscriptions. So this is probably what he's, or he or she is paying
1: yeah. attention to.
0: Yeah, I like it. Hey, anything, so like this is, oh, man, I think I skipped it. Uh, I had a blog post here. Anything on, what I really liked about this was, and I recommend you guys go and check it out, it's blog posts on their growing mobile and app, and I'll, I'll include it into the YouTube description. But one of the things that really stand out to me are, the benchmarks and we we've kind of seen this but you stayed in here like it's three to five percent from install to actual paying customer right and i think that those are such important metrics to keep in mind and we're doing like i said for our app eight percent so i think we're doing a lot
1: better yeah that's
0: pretty for for others to pay attention to to
1: like an average value across all apps across all categories but you should find, I believe you should find some power users where you have not like three, 5% of conversion rate, but like, let's say eight or 10 or 15 even for some users. And that's what I suggest focusing on when you launch an application, just try to identify this segment of users who are willing to convert better and try to acquire these mm-hmm. kind of users. I, I know it sounds obvious, but like it takes a lot of analysis and you know, just diving deep into your analytics,
0: Yeah, hey, I I recommend you guys go checking out this report, but Vitaliy, tell me if you don't want me to share this, but I think you'll be okay with me doing this. But here, yeah. So here's the the great report, state of in-app purchase for free. Just give them an email. And then here's the average subscription rates. So install the subscription conversion rates is what they see. And I love this note, users prefer free trials up to four times more than paying immediately. And I keep saying this, Yeah, that's right. support it, it's like, have free trials. I have a case study on this, and people tend to be like, "It's it's free already." You know the soft paywalls, guys. It's free already. What, what do you want me to put a trial for? But it's like, dude, most people. You said eighty percent on the onboarding process. So yeah, the report anything on this report. That I like highlight here. I like the average price too. Average subscription price. I'll focus in on the U.S. side of things, but this is really interesting for me.
1: Yeah, and no, the interesting thing is that if you take a look at this average price, you can see that one week price and one month price are pretty close to each other. And Mm -hmm. that's also a point where you optimize your subscriptions is that if you want to optimize it in the short term, you should go down to shorter subscriptions. Let's say instead of selling one month, you should sell one week. And instead of selling one year, you should sell three months or six months or something like that. They can be crucial if you don't have investments at the beginning, you know, so you can get some cash and invest it into user acquisition. So it's also a, a good a good hack here.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay, you guys, if you haven't screenshot this, screenshot it, go download the report. Actually, don't screenshot anything. Go download the freaking report, because there's a lot more intel. But I love that, Vitaly. that's amazing insight. Because, yeah, like, and do you see, like, what is, what have you seen from a churn rate for, I know in the blog post, you kind of talk about churn rate, for monthly subscribers by the month. Is that on a monthly plan or is that a weekly plan? What's a normal churn rate on a weekly user so we can run some numbers?
1: I guess it's like the average rate across all subscriptions. Uh, you know, uh, sub- churn rate in the consumer market is extremely high. So like if you just make all your math and calculations for your user acquisition based on 80% churn rate by the end of third month, it can probably help you if you have lower. Well, that's fine, but eighty percent is some real, realistically negative scenario that you should keep in mind for sure.
0: These, I love this chart, guys. If I will link this up, uh Vitaly. Whoops, sorry. Where are you? Are you there? I think you're a little bit yep. frozen. But I think we can hear you. But I love this chart. So Noah asked, "Love the charts. What's the average trial to payment conversion rate?" Okay. No problem. Tali's got an answer for you.
1: But this is in yeah.
0: line with what we've seen, like 30 to 40%. And this is, these are the numbers that we kind of see. I love that, you know, our numbers back up what you're showing too.
1: Yeah, like this is kind of, they're volatile for sure. So they can vary from 30 to 40%. So like, you just need to invest a little bit into into users, into your app to get your real number. But you should have this benchmark Is just, you know, something to compare with.
0: You know, let's go back to this real quick because I Adrian brings up a interesting point. So do you recommend so it looks like the one month is pretty close to the weekly. Let's say yeah. that you're losing people on that sign up for the month every in three months. And Adrian says I'm seeing about eighty to seventy, eighty percent churn after three months for monthly subscribers. What do you do in that case? Well, <laughs> let's, let's put the number, probably, like $6 a month. So now you're getting $18. Like, is there anything recommendations that you have? If we have these using these prices right here that we see, what would you recommend to that user? And let's say most people are signing up for the monthly right now.
1: Uh, great question. So probably you can start selling three month subscriptions. Uh, they're highly, highly underpriced for a price of a year. Uh, they can definitely help you. Uh, Or you can try selling a weekly subscription slightly lower in price, but, you know, maybe you can try selling one one year subscription for the same price as three months and, you know, given that maybe like 20-30% will convert to second year, you'll be a winner, but it will just wait longer to get your money back. That's probably what you should do.
0: Yeah, I like those tests. I agree with you. And I wanted to get a sense of before I said anything, what you would say. I think Adrian, if you when we see those changes, when we see those numbers, right? Obviously you have to test, but I would try to push people into the yearly, whether it's giving them more trials for the yearly, less trials on the monthly, whatever you can do to de incentivize the monthly option and make it on the yearly, that's the way that I would try. If that's the first A/B test, I would start running too.
1: Yeah, you know, usually like a yearly subscription is more a secure way to to mm-hmm. get your money back. But need to wait. But in terms of LTV, usually one week subscriptions is way more. If if you really? have a longer retention, for sure, yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's crazy.
1: Wow. Okay. Like all right, if I love your this. product really, if your product really works, you should try to sell you know, shorter term subscriptions because you just will get, you don't need to, to do a discount in this case. Like when you sell one yearly subscription, you sell it with a discount. For example, when I love some application, let's say I subscribe to Strava and I buy only yearly subscription because I get a huge discount in this application. So it's like, but I will pay a monthly subscription, you know, if they won't have a yearly option, I will pay a monthly subscription. So that's the thing.
0: I like it. All right. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out Appmasters.co.